Hey guys, welcome back. I really hope that no matter what you're doing, whether you're driving or walking or just getting ready for the day, I really hope you can take a deep breath and just relax. There's so many tense moments in our days and it's so important to just take a second to drop your shoulders and relax every once in a while to find a little peace within your day. Right now, I am sitting in my family's beach house in New Smyrna Beach, Florida, and it is honestly just one of my most favorite places to be. I find so much peace here and so much relaxation, and I really think that it is so important to have some type of routine that is different than your everyday routine that just brings you so much joy. For example, I love waking up at my family's beach house and just getting ready to go get a coffee on Flagler Avenue. I just love this little beach town so much. I love being able to get a coffee and go to my favorite acai bowl place. I could make a whole episode on acai bowls because I worked in an acai bowl shop for two years and they're one of my favorite things ever. But yeah, my favorite acai bowl place is Go Juice in New Smyrna Beach. I'm pretty sure they have some locations in Orlando, but that's besides the point. It's just so important to me to be able to have a place where I know I will always find relaxation and just pure joy. It just makes me really happy to go on my little five-minute drive, open up my sunroof, play my favorite music, and get some of my favorite food items that I'm not able to get every week or every day. And I really just challenge you guys to find some type of routine that you can do once a month or every now and then where you can go somewhere that you haven't been every single day. Maybe it's your favorite coffee shop that's a little bit farther of a drive and you can play your favorite music and just find a little bit of happiness in something so small. I've had such a perfect day because I did my little routine and I got to lay out in the sun and journal and read my favorite book right now. Except it is a little chilly outside, so it wasn't exactly perfect, but I still loved sitting outside even though it's 65 degrees and I was a little bit chilly. Anyways, let's get started with today's episode. I am going to be talking all about friendships and the lessons I have learned from my friendships throughout the years. When I think about first having a tough time with friends, I definitely think about middle school because I was really going through it in middle school. I was going through my parents' divorce and I also did not have a good friend or a good support system. So I just wanted to say that if anyone listening to this is in middle school, that trust me, it gets so much better. People in middle school are so brutal. The first friendship I do want to talk about was someone I did meet in sixth grade and I was friends with all the way up until after my senior year of high school. We were like on and off friends throughout middle school and even a little bit into high school and then we were kind of just friends that would do simple things together sometimes like going to the gym and we would spend a few hours together in a week and then one day this summer she decided to do something really hurtful and mean to me and it it's like really personal and for knowing me that long and doing something that would so directly hurt me it was like what and she wouldn't even admit to doing it i came to her with the situation and it was kind of just denied denied deny and that's when i just knew like there was no way she was ever gonna admit to it or say she was sorry so the lesson that I learned from this is that no matter how long you've been friends with someone, if they are toxic or do something mean or hurtful to you or are just a source of negativity in your life, you are allowed to cut them off with no explanation. 
However, I do want to say that there is a conversation that needs to be had before you just ghost people because if you just ghost someone and you were their friend, then you're kind of in the wrong. There has to be a conversation with someone where you ask them to stop doing something or tell them the problem that you have in order for them to have a chance to fix anything that's gone wrong. If they never knew that something was wrong, then they could never fix their mistake. An example of a conversation like this would just be, hey, look, you did this, it really hurt me, and I would appreciate if you didn't do it again. Now, there are a few different responses to this conversation that I'd like to discuss. The first one would be that they listened, they said they were sorry, and they said they'll do better. The second one would be that they just deny that they did anything and won't give you a good response. The third one would be that they tell you they're going to do better and then they don't do anything. And the fourth one would be that they're not mature enough to even have the conversation in the first place and they just ghost you. Obviously, the first response is the response that you want and the other responses just come from someone that doesn't respect your feelings. And that's not the type of person that I want to be friends with and I don't think that anyone wants to be friends with someone who doesn't respect them. Now, I want to talk about a friendship that only lasted for two months and I think that a lot of girls go through this type of friendship and once you do, you kind of realize the red flags and you know to stay away from them. This friend was a little bit too guy-obsessed to the point that she would always pick a guy over me and she would even try to embarrass me in front of guys. When girls do this, it's clearly rooted from their own insecurities, but it's really toxic to be around and it can definitely be hurtful because you never want to feel like someone's second or third or fourth or fifth option. A situation completely different than this one is when your friend gets into a relationship and all of a sudden you no longer exist in their life. I've had this happen to me plenty of times and I know that I will never be this friend to someone, but unfortunately some people just don't know how to balance having a relationship and having friendships at the same time. But I do just think that learning to balance your relationships and your work and your career and whatever else is going on in your life is definitely just not something that you learn in high school. On a more positive note, I want to talk about a friendship of mine that has lasted for four years. I believe this was the friendship that really just taught me what a good friendship was like. One thing that I have noticed more recently as well is that having similar love languages is so important in a friendship. For example, I think one of my biggest love languages is quality time. I think that me and this friend both share this love language and even though we have different ones for our other love languages, this is the one that really connected us because we'd always spend so much time together. I swear I lived with her when I was a freshman and sophomore in high school. Another one of my love languages is physical touch and I think that in a different close friendship of mine, we both share this love language and this has kind of made me realize that it doesn't matter what type of love language it is, you just kind of have to have one that you and that friend share and able to feel loved and cared for by each other. For example, in the friendship I was talking about before where our shared love language is definitely quality time, hers definitely is not physical touch, which is definitely one of my tops, but we are still able to have a really loving, caring friendship. Now, I just want to address something I've learned from a few of my friendships in high school, and that is that you can be friends with people who are very unlike you. Whether you have different aesthetics or different style or different hobbies, there are still ways to find things that you both enjoy together, and you can share similar love languages as well. 
I feel like in high school, girls are so catty and they don't realize that you can be so different from someone and not really like the way someone does things for yourself, but you can just honor it and respect it. For example, say some girl likes, they like wearing Converse and I'm like, I like wearing Jordans. We have very different styles, but it's not like I'm going to roast them for wearing Converse. That's just like a stupid example, but do you see what I mean? Like you can be completely different, but you can still be friends and can still enjoy your time together. One mistake I think that I made recently is I kind of went into college trying to find people who were really similar to me, but that does not matter whatsoever. You're never going to find someone who is very similar to you, and even if you do, that doesn't mean that they're going to be a friend that is good to you. You can find someone that has the same background, the same hobbies, does the same things, like the same things, have similar style, and they will still not be a good friend for you. Another thing that I just wanted to mention is that it does not matter how many friends you have in high school. The amount of friends from high school that I do not talk to anymore is more than the number of friends that I talk to. I think it is so important to make sure that you do have a few good genuine connections in your hometown, but if you don't, it is not the end of the world. In the long run, even if you do have those close, good, genuine connections, you're probably most likely not going to be spending a lot of time with them in the future. Now, I want to talk about something that I went through really recently that I learned so much from. I recently went through a friendship breakup and I believe I learned so much more from it because I'm more mature now than I was in my past friendship breakups. Something that I didn't do before but I think I'm going to do going into every new friendship now is to look for the red flags. Looking back, I think it should have been a red flag that this girl was talking badly about her so-called best friend the day that I met her and literally one of the first conversations that we ever had. I'm not going to talk about the whole entire situation because obviously some things just aren't meant to be on the internet, but I do want to give a little background into what I went through in the situation. So, I figured out that this friend was talking badly about me behind my back for weeks, maybe even longer. I have no idea how long it was, and I had no idea that this was going on, and no one seemed to want to tell me that this girl was talking badly about me and lying to my face every single day. I really loved and cared for this person, and obviously when I figured that out, I was just really, really heartbroken, and it really hurt. I just want to say that if you are going through something like this, then you are not alone, but let's get into the things that I've learned from this situation because I have learned so much. The first lesson I learned from this is that some people have no idea how to deal with conflict or even just a tiny issue. Everyone is a product of their own reality and I think that some people are so sheltered that they never really had to deal with conflict so when things arise they just, I guess, brush them under the rug and try to act like they don't exist or they just run from their issues. When you do this, you're just allowing a problem to worsen and worsen, and then eventually it will catch up to you. Another thing I learned is that even in college, people are too immature to have a conversation with someone. Miscommunication is the number one way a friendship will be detrimental. Honest communication is so, so important, and if you cannot have honest communication with someone, then things just won't work out. For example, say someone was having a bad day and they said something that was out of line and really hurt your feelings. 
at some point you have to address it and you have to talk about it because if not, it will be a lingering hold over your friendship even if you never think about it again. It's still going to be something that in your heart hurt you and was never forgiven. Another thing that I learned is that the ability to say you're sorry is so, so important even if you have no idea what you did wrong. Personally, in this situation, I said I was sorry multiple times and I never received a sorry even though I was the one that was done so unbelievably dirty. You have to learn that saying sorry does not make you any less than the other person. If anything, it makes you better than the other person. The reason that I think it makes you better is because you have the ability to actually admit when you're wrong and if you say you're sorry, then hopefully you're going to be forgiven. And if you aren't, then the other person obviously just isn't mature enough to have a real conversation and actually come to an agreement in a conflict. Personally, I'm a very straightforward person and I'm also a really bad liar. So I don't really see when someone is lying to me because I don't do it myself. I had a friend lying to my face consecutively for at least two weeks and maybe longer and I had no idea. And this brings me to the last lesson I'm going to talk about, which is always trust your intuition. Before I figured out what was going on, I had a really bad gut feeling, like almost my stomach would hurt. And then I figured everything out and it just made sense. So if you are having a gut feeling that something is going on behind your back or just something's going on in general, trust that intuition and start to kind of think like what could be going on because I had no idea what was going on but I had a feeling and I wish that I trusted it sooner. Now on a more positive note, I want to talk about how to make good friendships and how to deal with any conflict so that your friendships can last. First, I want to say do not be afraid to reach out. It is so easy to reach out these days, whether it's through social media or in real life. Through social media, it is as easy as following someone on Instagram, commenting on their post, and maybe giving them a little DM, or you could ask for their Snapchat or their number so you guys could actually have a conversation. The worst that could happen is that they don't answer you, and rejection is redirection. Trust me when I say that if they do not want to be your friend, then you do not want to be theirs. If you have made an effort with someone and they are not making the same effort back, then just know that it is not meant to be. Now, I think in real life is a little bit more difficult. I definitely think that I have a little bit of social anxiety, so I'm not very good at talking to people or like making conversation with them like right off the bat. And it's definitely something that I want to get better at, but I think that I keep projecting this onto myself by saying that I'm not good at it. I think I say I'm bad at it, but the reality is that I just don't want to do it sometimes because I'm very introverted sometimes and I just kind of want to be independent and keep to myself. But it is so easy to have a conversation with someone. All you have to do is ask them questions about themselves. Trust me, this is the key to any conversation because every person wants to talk about themselves. Also, a good way to strike up any conversation is just to compliment another person. I know that sometimes it can be, like, scary. Like, it's really not scary, but, like, I don't know, for some reason, I get, like, scared to do it. Like, sometimes I'll see a girl and be like, oh my god, like, her hair looks so good. Like, I just want to tell her, like, her hair looks so good, but then I won't. And I don't know why that is, but I think that I have made it, like, a note in my head to, like, give more compliments because I love the feeling of receiving one, so I love that I could so easily give that feeling to someone else and make someone smile. 
Something that I want to do when going into new friendships right now is to really pay close attention to people's love languages because it's something that I've realized has really had an impact on my past relationships. I've realized that I really love friendships where we can hug and we can go out and we can dance together and that's something I really enjoy in a friendship so I do kind of look for people who do have a little bit of physical touch as a love language because that's something that I really enjoy. Although I do know from my past relationships that it could be any of my top love languages, they just have to be a little bit similar. And if they aren't at least a little bit similar, you're going to end up feeling unloved or uncared for when that might not even be the case. Now I just want to talk about a few tips and tricks for when conflict arises. Something that I've had to learn the hard way is that when something happens, take a step back. Whether something happened in person and you need to leave the situation or if something happened over the phone and you need to put your phone away and do something else, just take a step back. Instead of acting out of anger, leave the situation, get your anger out in some way, whether that's going on a walk, going on a run, try to get your aggression out. I don't know what it is. Sometimes I have to do it physically. I think that physically for me, it means going on a run, but another way to get your anger out is go into your notes on your phone or take out your journal and just write. Just write everything that you're feeling, write all the emotions that are going on. And if you need to cry, then cry. If you're sad, then get out that sadness, get out that anger, get out those negative emotions before you address a situation because once you get out those negative emotions, you'll address the situation in so much more positive emotions. Instead of addressing any situation with pettiness, with your sadness, with your anger, try to address the situation with love. Bring the issue to them instead of blaming them and instead of being angry at them. Explain to them why you're hurt and why what they did to you made you feel that way. Honest communication of our emotions is so important and I believe that miscommunication is what can make or break a friendship so easily. Lastly, you only need a few close-knit friends that you know will be there for you. A lot of people don't mesh well together and a lot of people sadly do not have your best interest at heart. So you aren't going to find 20, 30, 40 close girlfriends that you truly know you can trust. But it is so important to have those three to four girls that you know are there for you and that you know you can trust. If you're like, well, Chelsea, I just don't have those friends and I don't know how to get them. You really just have to put yourself out there and reach out to people and eventually you will find them. And it's just a matter of time. The people that I'm closest and trust the most now, I was not close with a year ago. Everything is constantly changing and I think it's so important to remember that people come and go in and out of your life for a reason and a lot of people that leave your life are leaving your life for a reason. They are there to teach you a lesson and whether you learn that lesson from them now or learn it through a different friendship later, eventually you'll realize what that lesson was teaching you. I am still young and I am still learning, so if you have any opinions on these, feel free to reach out. My TikTok and my Instagram are at Chelsea Grace, and I hope you are having a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you next time. Bye!